Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of What the Foo, a podcast about my broken engagement to my high school sweetheart and traveling across country to sunny Los Angeles, California, only to go crazy on all of the dating apps going on 40 dates in 60 days. Yep, you heard it right. And those are 40 first dates. Those aren't even including any of the second dates I went on or any of the dates that I've gone on since then. So to say I've gone on a few dates at this point would probably be the understatement of my 20s. And just to be clear, this was totally by accident. I did not start dating with the intention of going on that many dates. It just happened to end up that way because I got to Los Angeles and I wasn't working and yeah, I'm just a relationship type of person and I was ready to get back into it and the kicker to all of it is though that I am still single. Yep. So, I mean, I am seeing someone right now, but we are not anything official by any means. And if you've listened to other episodes, you'll know that there is just a slew of reasons why I'm very hesitant to make it any more than what it is currently. He is great. We actually, he's out of town right now, but we were just out at dinner earlier this week at this very fancy restaurant. And it was so delicious. And I honestly think that is mostly why I keep him around is because he honestly enjoys a good meal as much as I do. And surprisingly, that is very, very hard to find. So yeah. And I mean, the sex is great. So there's really, it's like a win-win. Um, he is gone though, and he's gone for like a while, and then I'm leaving for Australia next week, and so I'm not going to see him for a while, which kind of sucks, but he was really cranky when he last, when he left, so I don't know, we're in a weird place right now. Um, I call him, uh, Kathy or Susan when he's cranky, because it's just so unpleasant to be around, and... I don't know. I feel like a lot of Susans and a lot of Kathy's. I'm sorry if that's your name, but in my experience, a lot of Susans and a lot of Kathy's are just very, very bitchy. And um, yeah, so like we spent the whole morning. He was really cranky and I just felt super awkward because I felt like he didn't want me around. And then finally I was like, I just kind of made a move. I was I was feeling very frisky, so I made a move on him, and then after we had sex, he was just all chipper again, and I made a comment about how, well, if I knew that all it took was just, like, sex for you to get over your funky mood, I would have, you know, done that, like, hours ago, and he laughed and said, you know, there's... Guys, that's guys are simple. That's all guys really want, like some sex and a nice massage. I mean, if guys got that every single morning, there would be no wars. There would be no walls being built and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, yeah, well, of course a guy would say that. I'm sorry. It is my notifications because I have a hinge match. Um, 
But yeah, so he's gone and I don't know, things are, I feel like I've said this before, but things are starting to get a little bit weird. Um, And I don't know if they're just weird or if it was because he's been very stressed out and we haven't seen each other that much because he's been traveling and then I've been working. So yeah, we'll see where it is two weeks from now when we see each other again. Um, I was thinking a lot about this week's episode because I missed last week's episode and I'm very, very sorry about that. Um, I was just, I was in a funk myself and I just got, sometimes I really get into my head and I'm like, do I want to be sharing these stories? What do people think about me? What do people think about these situations? Do people think I'm crazy? And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, I don't really care if you think I'm crazy because you know what? I'm in it for a good story and for the experience. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And so I was thinking about a story um, with this guy that I met off of Tinder. And he was like all all men, seemingly great. Um he was in finance. He seemed like a gentleman, didn't seem like your stereotypical finance douche. He was tall, dark, and handsome. And when I say dark, I just mean dark features. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. People always think I mean like very tan or um, or Hispanic or African-American. But I just really, I just mean white, like Italian, Italian, like a white guy with dark features. And so we were talking, we exchanged numbers and he was very, very funny. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a date with this guy. He took me to this restaurant that I had actually been to a few times and actually has my favorite burger in Los Angeles currently. And it was called the Honor Bar. And Um, So he took me there and he was very, very cute in person, which does not always happen. Usually they are a little less attractive in person and just like two inches shorter as well. But he said he was six feet tall and I think he was probably closer to six two, to be honest. And he was such a gentleman. He, um, I don't even know how to explain Like he got up got my chair for me and he asked me if I wanted to order or if he wanted or if I wanted him to order for the both of us and he was just very very polite and I was I kept I remember that I just kept thinking to myself like this guy is just way too good to be true and he seemed super interested in what I was saying which was really nothing at all I would say that I probably talked 80% of the time and he was constantly asking me questions about myself and at the end of the night he um he I could tell that he kind of wanted to ask me something, but then he didn't. He gave me this very awkward hug slash kiss on the cheek. And I was like, okay, maybe I just totally read this wrong. Maybe he doesn't really like me. Maybe he's just trying to be polite. So I just waited and I was like, I'm going to let this guy, uh, if he's into me, he'll call me or text me or whatever, but I'm not going to 
pursue him because one, I don't like being rejected. And two, yeah, it's really because I don't like being rejected. So I would just rather wait it out. And sure enough, an hour later, I get home and he texts me and he says that he had a great time and he wants to go on another date. So I'm like, yes, let's go on another date. And the second date, we ended up going to downtown LA. We went to, um, it's not the farmer's market. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. And it's, it's kind of like a farmer's market, but it's indoors and it's a bunch of food vendors. So we go there and we eat and then we hang out around downtown, which there isn't really that much to do downtown um, unless you're in like certain pockets. So otherwise it just gets super, super sketchy. And so we were hanging out and he went to hold my hand. And that was very, very weird because I personally do not like being touched by anyone. I only like being touched by my significant other. And when it comes to strangers, like, no, you, I just don't want to be touched. It's super weird. It's super, I think it's just super personal to me. Um, and I felt very, very awkward about it because, um, I wasn't sure if I wanted him to or not because sometimes I'm like, you know, you're really cute. You're really handsome. Yeah, I want you to be into me. But then sometimes there's this like mild hesitation that I have. And so that makes me a little standoffish and makes me kind of not totally throw myself into it. And yeah, that's kind of where I was at with this guy. And so the day goes on and I get more and more comfortable and then I'm like, I seriously feel like there's nothing wrong with this guy, but I just, there's just this feeling, this gut feeling that there's something that I'm missing. But I tell myself that I am just being paranoid and I'm just trying to make up reasons not to like this guy. Because I'm sure that's what all of you guys are thinking. Like, this guy sounds great. Why are you making shit up when there's nothing to, you know, it's like when guys say, why are you picking a fight with me over nothing? There's, you're literally just picking a fight with me to pick a fight with me. So I'm trying to be in the moment and trying to just, you know, react and appreciate what's in front of me opposed to, (laughs) um, you know, trying to find something wrong with him. And so this guy, like the current guy I'm seeing, he travels a lot. He was a consultant and um, he was gone a lot. So in between, I think our first and second date, there was like four or five days. And then between our second and third date, there was another four or five days. So then he was like on our fourth date. Um, Well, I don't know if you would call it a date. But the fourth on our fourth date, he was like, um, I'm in Vancouver for two months and I would really love it if you came down and saw me. And at the time I was living in Koreatown with my little brother, I still wasn't working and I was kind of like, OK, yeah, I'll come and see you. Not a big deal. Uh, what weekend are you free? And so, oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean two months. I meant two weeks. And so I was like, what days do you want me to come down? And um, he was like, he, we, you know, we went back and forth on a bunch of dates and then he told me to just send my information to his assistant. He was like, I'll buy the ticket. Don't even worry about it. 
I want to see you. So I would really love for you to come down and I will pay for everything. And I'm thinking, okay, that sounds nice. But also at this time we hadn't really like kissed and we definitely hadn't hooked up. So I was like, oh, this guy is like trying to get it in. And every person that I talked to about this was like, yeah, he definitely is expecting sex. So I wasn't sure if I was totally ready for that yet. And so I think he could sense my hesitation. And so he said he was going to get me another room and it wasn't a big deal. And he wanted me to feel comfortable and he just wanted to see me and he didn't expect anything. And I'm sure all of you guys are rolling your eyes like, yeah, fucking right. Um, and you would be right, but I will get to that. So I finally agree and I'm like, OK, yeah, that would be great if you could get me a separate room and yeah, I would love to come down and see you. So he has his assistant call me. I give her all of my information and she books my flight and she says, OK, great. I will have a car sent for you in the morning for your flight and everything's taken care of. I was like, okay, great. This feels, this is like a movie or, you know, some story. This is not my reality. I'm like, who am I that somebody's paying for me to go? I mean, I'm not going, I'm technically going out of the country, but let's be honest, I'm not going to like Europe or anything, but I'm going to Canada. So I'm like, okay. so then the morning comes and I have my bags ready. The car is downstairs. I get in the car and I'm driving to LAX. And so we get close to LAX and I'm like and the guy kind of drives past the exit for the airport. And I'm like, I didn't want to say anything. And then I was kind of thinking to myself, is this guy like going to abduct me? Did I get into the wrong car? Uh, What is going on? But I decided to just play it cool. Why? I have no idea. But I was like, okay, I this guy probably knows, you know, what he's doing. This isn't his first rodeo. This is his job, after all, to drive people places. So I am just playing it cool. I'm sitting and I'm just waiting for him to tell me, like, pull up somewhere and tell me to get out of the car. And then um, the next thing I know, we're driving onto the tarmac. And I'm like, okay, weird. Uh, and then he's like, okay, get you we're here. And I'm like, what? And we were literally just, I was not at, I mean, I was at LAX, but I wasn't at check-in. And I was like, what do you mean we're here? He was like, yeah, we're here. I'll get your bag for you. I was like, okay. So I step out of the car, still not totally knowing what I'm going to be doing or where I'm going. And he's like, okay, so here you go. And he hands my bag over to the flight attendant and the flight attendant greets me. Hi, Miss Lamb. Welcome aboard. And I'm like, what? What is going on? And I'm thinking to myself, am I about to fly private? And sure enough, I am. And I kind of expected I like got on the plane and I'm like, oh, maybe there's, you know, people on this flight. Maybe it's a private flight, but not really a private, private flight, you know, And I get on the plane and there's nobody there. And the woman is just like, "Okay, do you want anything to drink? Do you want anything to eat? We're about we're going to take off in a few minutes. And I'm just standing. I'm just sitting there just dumbfounded. And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Thank you. And I just tried to play it cool the whole entire time. And then 
It was like the quickest flight ever, most comfortable thing ever. I think I Insta-storied it. Um, Yeah, it was fucking insane. And then we land and I'm like, oh, he didn't mention anything about how I was going to. He didn't tell me what hotel he was staying at or anything. And then, of course, I didn't need to think of those things because his assistant had already thought of those things. And there was a car there ready to pick me up. And I get in the car and there he is sitting in the back seat with a bunch of flowers for me and a croissant. How nice. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is like totally new to me. I am totally in awe. What did I do to deserve this? This is definitely, definitely way too good to be true. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. It hasn't dropped yet. And I'm on cloud nine and and we are driving to the hotel and he's telling me about how he can't do dinner because he has to work and blah, blah, blah. So he wanted to pick me up and make sure that I was situated at the hotel. And so I was like, OK, great. Um, no big deal. I'll figure something out on something out for myself for dinner. And um, yeah, I'll just see you after dinner. And he was like, oh, okay, great. I thought that you would be pissed at me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I it's totally fine. And so I get to the we get to the hotel. I go to my room and it is honestly one of the nicest hotel rooms that I think I've stayed in. And it's connected to his room. It's like one of those suites. And so I was like, "Mm, okay, I see where this is going. And I didn't, I was like, whatever. At this point, I don't really care. I'm ready to sleep with him, whatever, because this is honestly the most extravagant date that I've been on. And he's been a sweetheart the whole entire time. And so, yeah, I just hang out at the hotel. I get myself room service, of course, because I didn't know where he was going to dinner and I didn't want to, you know, bump into him at work downstairs at the hotel restaurant or anything. So I'm just hanging out and then I'm waiting for him to get done with dinner. And when he's done, I meet him downstairs at the hotel bar. And at first he seemed perfectly normal. He was asking me if I liked my room and if I got dinner okay. And I mean, he was normal in the sense that he was making conversation, but his demeanor was kind of weird and a little bit cold. So I asked him if everything was okay. And I guess that was not okay for me to ask because then he just starts getting very, very snippy with me. And so obviously I start calling him Kathy. (laughs) And I'm like, why is Kathy out? Tell her to go home. Nobody wants to hang out with her. And that he did not find that amusing (laughs) whatsoever. I was just trying to lighten the mood. And I was like, okay, maybe we should call it a night. Maybe you're just, you know, really tired. And maybe you just want tonight to yourself. And he was like, I brought you all the way out here and you don't want to hang out with me. And I just, I didn't know what to say. I felt so weird because, you know, you, I'm there on his dime. So I feel a little bit obligated to do what he wants to do to make him happy, which is not a position that I want to be in. 
And I will say that I think a lot of men probably do this because they want to corner women or push them back into a corner so they can't say no or don't want to say no. But little does this guy know, if I don't want to do something, I am not doing it. And so I was like, well, no, of course I want to hang out with you, but you just don't seem like you're in the mood to hang out. And so we go back and forth and then all of a sudden I my patience has completely worn out and I'm just like, you know what? I think it's best if we just really do call it a night. I don't I think that we're both in a bad mood now and I don't think that there is any way we we can salvage this this whatever this is right now. Let's just, you know, call it a night and let's get breakfast together before you have to go to work tomorrow. And he was not happy about that. He was like, oh, well, I thought you were going to come over tonight. And I was like, well, I'm literally in the room a, like a joint. Is that the right word? A joint to yours. I mean, I don't think I could get any closer to you if I tried. And then um, I we go back to his room. Also, key here is I do not invite him back to my room. The key is to always have an escape route. And if you go back to your place, whatever your place is, whether that's your hotel room or your apartment, there is no escape route. So always choose their place or some other third party. So I was like, okay, whatever. I will humor this. I will try to be a trooper. I really, in my head, I'm thinking there's no way that this night is going to turn around, but I'm going to try. Well, we go back, we go up into his room and he's just berating me the whole entire time saying that I'm so ungrateful that I am a gold digger and that I'm like, what is going on? And I'm just taking it. And then I'm like, okay, well, do you want to like, there's wine. Do you want a glass of wine? Like maybe this guy just needs to take the fucking edge off. But uh, that did not help. If anything, that made it worse. And honestly, that was probably the first time and the only one of the only times that I felt that maybe I was in over my head. Thankfully, I was not and everything ended up fine. But what happened was he basically continued to call me a slut and a prostitute and a whore and all of these, you know, not so nice words and I proceeded to remind him that I offered to pay for my own ticket and that he didn't need to pay for my ticket because I did not want to feel like I owed him something. And he insisted that he purchased my ticket and it's not my fault that he got a private plane. I mean, it, I'm sure that it was his, you know, company plane. But I mean, I didn't ask him to go through all of these, do all of these things for me. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I tried to argue with him because at that point there's really, at some point when somebody's drunk, there's no way that you can talk reason into them. And so I finally was like, I'm going to leave. He followed me back to my room, which is, I mean, it was next door, but I just didn't go back to my room through our adjoining door. I went out into the hallway and through like the main door because I didn't want him to be able to you know, push his way through. And he just kept banging on my door. And I was like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to call security. That pissed him off. He's like, you're going to call security on me. I'm paying for the room. 
I'm like, yeah, you are. I was like, I really think you just need to chill out. Like, and I really appreciate you paying for the room, but you know, I just need you to chill out and we can talk later. Okay. And so go and behold, five minutes later, security is knocking on my door and I explained to them the situation and they're like, okay. And I was like, I don't have anywhere else to go. And I would really, really appreciate it if you could, you know, maybe help me talk to him. I don't know why I was bringing these people and these poor people into whatever fucking drama I was in. But the guy was so nice and he was like, yep, that's not a problem at all. I will go talk to him and um, if you'd like, we can get you a room on a different floor. And I was like, are you sure? I mean, like the room is on his you know, on his credit card and I'm happy to pay for, you know, my own room. I just, I don't know what the fucking situation is right now because it's really fucking bizarre. He's done a complete 180 from the guy I met like a few hours ago that picked me up at the airport. So the security go, I get, I'm assuming the security goes and talks to him because I don't hear from anybody for the rest of the night. The next morning, I hear room service at my door. I didn't order room service. And they bring in this whole entire spread. And then there's a note attached to it saying, I'm sorry about last night. I don't know what came over me. I was very tired and I had a little bit too much to drink. Please forgive me. Yeah, just chew on that for a second. At this point, my head is just spinning because I feel like I'm going crazy. I honestly feel like how I used to feel with my ex. Like, am I being unreasonable? Am I being crazy? Am I thinking too much about this? But honestly, I don't think I am. I think that I need to leave and I can't deal with this and I don't want to deal with this. So what do I do? I get on kayak and I book myself a flight out of there. Back to LA. See you later. See you never. And when he gets back to the hotel, I have the um, concierge tell him that I've checked out and he calls me. I'm obviously on the plane at this point. And when I get off the plane, I get this voicemail from him saying that he's really, really sorry and he just wants me to call him and um, he doesn't understand why I left. That was the first voicemail. I get a second voicemail. He's very, very angry this time and he's calling me a slut and a tease and X, Y, Z and then he hangs up and then I get a third voicemail from him saying, I'm so sorry about the last voicemail. I didn't mean it. I don't know what's come over me. I just make him a little bit. Um, what did he say? I make him a little bit insecure, which is making him act out. And I'm thinking to myself, no, this is not, this is definitely, this behavior has definitely happened before and I am not here for it. So instead of calling him back, I just sent him a text message saying that I am sorry, but it just, I don't feel like it's going to work out and I just don't have the time and energy to put into it and that I wish him the best of luck. Uh... (laughs) For the next like two hours, I get nonstop phone calls from him and (laughs) 
honestly, that's just how it ended. I never picked up a phone call. He left me a few voicemails and I just, I didn't want to engage. I couldn't deal with it. And yeah, to this day, I have not heard from him. After those like two hours of phone calls, it was dead silence and has been dead silence ever since. So yeah, that was quite an experience. And the shoe, the other shoe definitely dropped. He was definitely too good to be true. And, you know, it's really unfortunate, but I'm still hoping that there is a guy out there that wants to sweep me off my feet and charter me private flights and take me on extravagant dinners and extravagant vacations. Um, I was hoping that it was that guy, but I guess it's not. And I'm better for it, I think. Um, yeah, so that is my story for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, sorry about the ums and the likes. I'm really trying to work on that, but I am freeballing all of this. So there's that. Next week, I am in Australia, so I'm going to try to record this weekend, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, like always, please, please, please follow me on Instagram at foochristine, P-H-U-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, so I can get tons of followers, so I can get my life sponsored, and hopefully find myself a husband. All right, guys, I will talk to you next time. Bye.